With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The words that you speak are incredibly powerful. If you can understand that power and put it to work, you can change your life almost instantaneously. Join law of attraction expert, noted author, and empowerment coach, Risha Baker, as she helps you to shape and share your words to bring about great wealth, great health, and great well-being. Here's Risha. Welcome to another episode of Power Talk. I'm your host, Risha Baker. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to another spectacular episode. We are Power Talking today with Lorraine Gordon, and I've had the pleasure of meeting Lorraine in Palm Springs, California while doing a uh, convention over there, a conference rather. Um, Deepak Chopra has been moved to say of Lorraine that she is a teacher of infinite possibilities. And I'm going to be speaking with her a little bit later in the show. I do want to give a big shout out and a huge, huge thank yous out to all of you who responded so gracefully last week to my previous show about how alcohol blocks our connection with God and receiving divine guidance. And I did a show about that and uh, I received a lot of uh, feedback from it from people who told me all over the world saying that it's really helped them um, with their perspective on it and I'm so glad it did and I'm so glad it has helped so many of you and please continue to send me um, notes and messages go to my website at reshabaker.com go to the contact page leave me a message some feedback any questions you may have that I can address in an upcoming show I do love receiving your notes and I do appreciate the time that you take to send them to me. And like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter. And uh, besides that, I just wanted to share that with you really quickly and get right into my interview. I want to give you an introduction of Lorraine Gordon. Like I said, I had the pleasure of meeting with her uh, for the first time all the way out in California. And she was just such a joy. Very um friendly very outgoing and definitely a joy to have met and so happy to have her on my show today lorraine has been consciously manifesting since her early teens and over the years have met and learned from many of the new thought leaders and masters of law of attraction and present moment awareness lorraine successfully taught manifestation techniques throughout her 20s Spurred on by the positive results and feedback from her students, she decided to make helping others her life's work. Her first professional venture in the area of new thought, A Journey Into Now, focused on teaching present moment awareness. For 20 years, Lorraine coached, gave talks, ran workshops, and taught hundreds of clients how to benefit from living in the present moment. And as I said, Deepak Chopra was moved to say of Lorraine, Lorraine is a teacher of infinite possibilities. And without further ado, I would like to welcome Lorraine Gordon to Power Talk. Hi, Lorraine. I'm so happy to be here, Risha. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, well, this is going to be a really fun conversation because after meeting you in Palm Springs and uh, getting the, the opportunity to have been on your show and, and everything like that and have a conversation with you, I was really excited to, to have you on Power Talk and learn a little bit more about you as we do our interview. Oh, thank you. I'm, ex I'm excited to tell you a little bit more about me. Well, uh, before we get started um, into all of my questioning, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, <laughs> did you work with Deepak Chopra? I know he's been quoted saying that you are a teacher of infinite possibilities. Yes. Well, I was a student of Deepak's and was with him for many years, and we knew each other well, you know, and he... Um, I became a teacher that he eventually respected. You know, he liked what I what I was doing, and I got that little testimonial from him, and I feel very grateful to have it because I think he is one of the greatest minds alive today in terms of metaphysics and spirituality. 
Oh, absolutely. I would agree to that. Um, so just start off by telling us a little bit about your journey. How did you come to the place where you are now with helping people find their happiness way? Well, if you want me to go way back, <laughs> and that's a Well, did you way. always do this, Lorraine? <laughs> well, you know, it kind of was like you said on my show, I was born with a knowingness that there was more. But my journey began at around eight years old. I came from a difficult, unsafe kind of a household, as many people do. But I was so unhappy, and I was searching for a way to create some safety in my life. And I heard the concept universal mind as a very young girl, and I think it was before the age of 10. And to me, this was the key. If I could tap into that universal mind, if I could get all that knowledge and understanding, then I could create a better life for myself, safer world and a better outcome than I was seeing in my young mind. And then the book Power of Positive Thinking came to my attention. And I, I grabbed it and I read it and it became my Bible again as I may be thir at 13. And I sort of grew up on that and Think and Grow Rich and all of those books that taught that if you thought in a specific way, you would have better control of the outcome of your life. And I embraced it and I walked it and I talked it throughout my entire uh teen years and then professionally as a as a, a, an adult and then I had a huge shift where I realized that I was I was making the outcome full of things I was getting stuff I was getting all that my heart thought I wanted but I was adding one thing I wasn't happy and that's when I shifted my teaching to happiness first riches will follow yeah, you know what, that is a really important teaching because a whole lot of us really do, we get the, the knack for manifesting things and materialistic things and bring forth the, the, the things that we want, our desires. But then once we start achieving those right. things, a lot of people do say, well, wait a minute, why am I still unhappy? Exactly. Exactly. And especially if you are an A-type personality as I was, and really I still am. You know, you can study and meditate and do all kinds of things and some things just don't change. But I, I realized, and it was, I practically had a nervous breakdown and a physical breakdown over it, but I, I realized that I had it all, I wasn't happy. What did that mean? What the heck did that mean? And if I stopped practicing the way I was practicing manifestations, what that mean? Would that mean I'd lose everything and have nothing? So it just threw me into a horrible tailspin. And I had to reevaluate what I was doing. I was sick for a whole year, and uh, I finally realized that um, if I learned to live in the present moment, and in that moment I was grateful and appreciative of all that is and accepting, that my manifestations came more easily, that now I didn't have to push and shove and manipulate and mold and constantly watch, you know, everything. <laughs> <laughs> it went through my mind. Life became so much easier, and that's when I started teaching this. Hmm. So how long have you been a teacher of infinite uh, possibilities? Oh, I think I've been teaching professionally probably for almost uh, 25 or 30 years professionally. But before that, I just walked and taught because I, I'm sort of a natural-born teacher. I think of myself as a teacher. I am a coach and an inspirational speaker. I do all those things. But deep down, I feel like I am a teacher. And through the teachings, uh, I affect change in my students and in my clients. We're still in the beginning of the year, 2015, where a lot of people start the new year full force and revved up to make change in their lives and to become better versions of themselves. What do you want people to know for this year? I want them to know the same thing I would tell them in June and December at every other time of the year, that the way we make changes in our lives that last are in tiny increments. In other words, every single thing that we do, if we, if we start on a gung-ho program, too, we're, all of a sudden we're going to meditate every day, and we have never meditated before, and we're going to start a no-carb diet, and we're going to do this and do that, the chances of sticking to any of those things uh, is kind of crazy. It's just usually not going to happen. But if we nudge ourselves in tiny ways and take small positive steps that feel good, where we can feel happy and, and accomplished instead of feeling guilty, 
because we're not doing everything that we promised ourselves we'd do. That's when real change takes place. So that's, that's what I would say for the beginning of 2015, the middle of it and the end of it. <laughs> Start with increments. Absolutely. Increments. And it builds. Because it's like, it's like walking or running. If you're going to start, you know, an exercise regime and you get out there and you walk three miles and you haven't walked in 10 years, you're going to be so sore and miserable, you're not going to do it the next day. But if you get out and you walk for five minutes, you're going to say to yourself, gee, that's good. I did good. I can do that again. And you do that tomorrow and then you add a couple minutes. That's the way you make change. All, those kinds of changes. Although energetic changes, if, if you're talking about energetic changes, which is my specialty, such as going from an unhappy place to a happy place, that happens in a moment. That happens right here in the now by a simple thing, which is a shift of thoughts. And, of course, I'm speaking to the maestro. You know that. That's what you teach. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wanted to ask you just because a lot of us, when we do walk down the path of wanting to help others uh, reach their purpose and their, their destiny in life and become happier, um, we have gone through something really uh, pivotal in our lives that has brought us to this place of becoming teachers. Uh, what right. was that thing for you? Well, for me, it really was living this very uh, unsafe, you know, environment as a child and seeing what I was seeing and, and um, feeling so unseen and unheard and misunderstood, not understood because I wasn't listened to. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to boo-hoo about it. I mean, it, so many people have got unhappy childhoods. But that was what put me on the road, was basic misery. <laughs> and you find that a lot of students, I mean, a lot of teachers, uh, you kind of need something to nudge you in this direction because uh, it kind of looks sometimes like the out-to-lunch bunch are living more easily. You know, it's like simple and and thoughtless and there isn't a lot of deep thinking and uh but i'm just not that kind of person i'm a deep thinker and i had i knew there was more so it was unhappiness that created it without question i yeah. had to do something well the funny thing is i was just thinking um i would have never known that you had gone through something that was a miserable uh described as a miserable childhood or anything like that because when i met you and we converse you really give off this energy of being very outgoing, very positive, and very sure of yourself. Thank you. Well, Was you this know, developed purposely, or have, has I, this always been you? I think that the part of me, I, I think that I'm an extrovert, a natural extrovert, and I do think you're kind of born one way or another, so I think that maybe that's what you're picking up, and that, you know, uh, translates into confidence. I'm very extroverted. Um, so that's very natural. The happiness vibe that you're picking up is something that I learned to choose. See, when I recognized, I, I didn't understand something, even though I'd studied all of my life and meditated and I thought of myself as a spiritual person, I didn't know that happiness was a choice. I didn't know that. I thought that if you're unhappy, you could just kind of, you know, that you couldn't choose in that moment to redirect yourself to something happy. I had no idea, even though it seems so obvious to me now. And even though I, I thought happiness was about getting stuff. So once I learned that happiness was a choice that I had the ability to make, I started making that choice, and then I started teaching my students and clients that. And life... Life changed because the stuff still comes in, but there's a big difference. I'm happy. I'm appreciating mm. the moment. And you know what? I need less because I'm appreciating what I have. I'm enjoying it. And so there isn't that constant need to fill an empty hole any longer. Does choosing the happiness way become easier? Pardon? I said, does choosing the happiness way, does it become easier? Become easier? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I think it's a habit, like everything else. I think at first, that's why private coaching or involving yourself with with a teacher or a, a program of some kind where you are accountable and you have some discipline, I think is really 
important because at first a little hand-holding can really help and go a long way. Um, it's a matter of, of becoming more and more aware and uh, learning where you're putting your attention. So at first, many of us are um, we're kind of blind to our own emotions. We don't even realize perhaps that we're angry or we're jealous or receiving or we're feeling like a victim or we're um, you know, having a lot of feelings. Often we don't realize it, and it can make us sick. So I teach my students a lot of stuff, such as getting in touch with their body. Their body can be a big signal that things up, you know, in case they're not noticing it. Um, so I teach them a lot of ways to begin to notice, and then it becomes a habit. You start to recognize where you're putting your attention and then understand that your attention is what is creating happiness mm, or unhappiness. And speaking of which, what is your coaching style? Well, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what I would call it. I, it. I've been doing it for so many years. I've been coaching since before there were coaches. So I, I think the main thing that I am able to do is to really hear my client. I really hear and know on an empathic level what's going, and from there I'm very intuitive, and I can work with them in that manner. Um, in your mantra, you say that happiness first, riches will follow. Um, what do you mean by that? Because what about the people who say, well, in order for me to be happy, I need to be in a better place. I need to, you know, happiness. I mean, money obviously is not the the root of happiness, but it's a, 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 a damn good down payment, some would say. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, hell, I agree. I think you're right. You know, I think that uh, you know we're we're talking about people that are not having a, a not having an issue in terms of uh, having nowhere to live. Although it can work for them too. But I'm talking about about the person for the, for this discussion for the, for the purposes of this show right now. We're talking about a person that has their very basic needs met. So, uh, however. <laughs> I hate to veer into this because it, it, it's so involved. If your basic needs are not met, you know, I, don't you meet people that seem very, very happy that have absolutely, utterly I nothing have. and I they're have. happy? I've traveled, I've, tra I've, I've traveled all around the world and I've seen children bathing in freezing cold, dirty water on the sides of the road in countries like India and, and, and in Mexico and the family is dancing around gleefully and everybody's happy, you know. So we're under this misapprehension in this country that things are going to make us happy. Now, I love things, Risha. I am a, I am, I'm the first to say I like a lavish lifestyle. I like comfort. I like delicious food. I like to be able to buy my dogs the best of everything. And when my son was under my roof, the same for him, obviously. You know, I like good things. But I do know that I, when I had everything, you know, living in a mansion, first-class travel, jewelry, like crazy, everything you could want. I was miserable, just miserable. Mm -hmm. So it, I learned it was a choice, and I learned how to make the choice. And, and when I say riches will follow, what I mean is I'm an expert in manifestation, as you are, and the law, today they call it the law of attraction. And you, in order to bring things into your life, an energy, an equal energy match is really what creates that manifestation. In other words, when you're miserable and unhappy, it's much harder to bring good things into your life because you're not an energy match for them. So when you're happy, it's a very high vibration. It's a lovely vibration, and it naturally draws to you more things that will make you even happier. And that's why I say riches will follow. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, there's something that I do believe in as well, but I definitely have to get you to explain that. Um, you say conversations that make a difference shift your beliefs to get what you want. Um, you were talking about your, your the, you, you published, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a series of happiness first books. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I was one of many authors in the conversation books 
Conversations That Make a Difference book. And the, the book that I'm part of is, as you just said, Shift Your Beliefs to Get What You Want. And my um, chapter was, and it did become a bestseller, I'm happy to say, my chapter was on um, happiness as a choice. And so in that book, I explain, there's a lot of great teachings in that book for anybody that might want to pick that book up because there's so many authors with inspirational stories. But I do tell my story from sort of sort of what I've said so far on the show and how I've learned that I could choose happiness. And it, if, if you have a moment, I'll tell you when it dawned on me that I could choose happiness yeah. and how that happened. I was sitting in my home in an exercise room that we had, like a home gym, and I'm looking out the window. It's the second floor, and I am on the bike, you know, the stationary bike, and I am so miserable and so angry, and I'm on that bike just to stay skinny, you know, and, and I'm just, oh, i got to get thinner, you know, everything is, is a have-to and a must-do and a... The stress and the tension was awful, and something else in life wasn't going my way. And I was just dark and miserable, and a black cloud feel, felt as if it was, you know, I was sitting in a black cloud. And all of a sudden, I looked out my window, and I saw a tree and blue sky. Uh, thankfully, I live in Southern Cal. And I realized that as I looked at the tree, it took my attention, and I took a breath, and I felt enormous relief, just enormous relief. And at that moment, it occurred to me that where I was putting my attention was making me miserable, and that I could sit on that bike and enjoy the beauty of that tree and the quiet that it brought into my being and into my mind and appreciating the outdoors while just looking through the window, sitting on the same bike with the exact same circumstances that were making me so miserable before. And all of a sudden, that's when I said to myself, oh, my God, happiness is a choice. And once you understand mm. that, then you can make it. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really, you know, sometimes when I look out into nature, that's when some of my best creative ideas come to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like God communicating with you, you know, when you put your attention on something, especially something that's uh, divinely created, such as nature. That's so a true. A tree, the flowers, whatever, it, it, a stream, you know. So true. I know that even today, if I feel stressed, if I can, if I have, you know, can take the time, I will get out and take a walk and, and be among nature if I can get to a park or even just walking down the street and even going in my own backyard and spending some time simply breathing and looking at the leaves of a tree or the bark of a tree or the blade of grass, it all works to create a calm feeling of appreciation. Yes. yes, it does. And now, I know that you've created a system, a program of such. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I have a program that I'm now releasing to the public so that I'm going to be launching it uh, to everyone, as a matter of fact, in February via my website. And it's, it's six uh, CDs or MP3 teachings, and it covers everything from what we're just talking about right now, happiness is a choice, all the way to manifestation made simple. And in these teachings, in these six CDs, I have given my students, my, my upcoming students, every single thing that they need to know to create that, that thinking, that thought pattern, and that understanding and to shift their energy field. Because you can understand everything unless you shift your energy field. Uh, it's too tough. It's just too tough to constantly train your yourself to redirect but if you shift your energy field everything begins to become to become more natural but in these six mp3s or cds however they choose to get it they will learn everything from uh, anger and forgiving letting go of anger and learning to completely forgive living in the present moment um, uh, tuning into your inner observer everything that they need to create a happy lifestyle and abundance and loving relationships, and even better health. And the program will uh, consist of, uh, they will be uh, uh, in a, an, a live webinar with me each week after they listen to the CD, 
and I will do a teaching and a, a question and answer, and it will be as long as it will be. So I'm going to give every tons of attention. I really want to do that hand-holding, and everyone who joins the program will also get two uh, live coaching sessions with me, and they're also going to get unlimited email support, and we'll get back to them within 12 hours. At least that's the goal, and they're going to be in a private Facebook group, and they're going to be in a private forum where they can talk about everything and talk about others with similar you know, feelings and talk it out among themselves as well as the moderator and myself. So we'll be interacting with everyone constantly. And then they'll also have a year's membership in my insider circle where I'll be doing a, a monthly webinar. So it's, it's complete program to shift people so that they can wake up in the morning full of positive energy and joy, understand what their purpose is, feel like they're making a difference, attract loving relationships, and bring all this stuff they want in, and be happy. But the that wrong, Risha. I said and be happy. It's not and be happy. It's be happy first. Because you don't have to wait till you get stuff. You can choose happiness first. And that's what I live with now. Mm. Now, what was the inspiration um, to create this program? You know, I, I, I wanted to get my teachings out to a bigger audience, and I didn't want to travel anymore. I used to travel and speak in front of, you know, crowds and, and do my own weekend seminars and have lots of people show up at various, you know, venues and places, and I just don't want to do that anymore. I, I feel that the Internet has helped to create, uh, you know, such a, a, a close bond of human beings. And I can do it right from the comfort of my home. I can do it, you know, live, uh, you know, on a webinar, which, where they can, where, which will be recorded and people can listen to it again and again and again, which makes it so valuable. So I thought, why not do that? I don't really want to drag around the country anymore. But actually it was was the world. I just I want to stay home with my dogs and my husband and still do what I'm here to do. That makes perfect sense. Well, I'm pretty sure that this program is going to help a whole <laughs> lot of people and they can tell them where they can find this program and download it. Well, they can sign up for um, uh, on LorraineGordon.com. That's L-O-R-A-N-E G-O-R-D-O-N.com, and they can subscribe. Just put their name and their email in. And upon doing that, they're going to get a visualization book. They're going to get some gifts for free. And they're going to learn my technique of how I brought my husband into my life in 30 days. And that was 34 years ago, but I used visualization. I'm an expert in visualization. I teach that in that book. I'm giving that away for free for anyone that, that wants that information. Just go to my site. And then they'll be on the list to learn about the launch. When the product is absolutely streamlined and ready to go, uh, they'll get information on that via email. And then at that point, they can choose to, to, uh, to get into the program or not. And I'll have lots of different options for them. So in this program, you're telling them how you brought your husband into your life? Is this, you're explaining to them the visualization well, process? The visualization process that I used, um, and and really one of the my greatest manifestation tools, uh, is visualization. And the free book that they are getting shows the exact process that I use to visualize what I want into my life. Now, it doesn't give the whole personal story. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have privates for that. <laughs> but but it's, it's my technique, and it is a brilliant technique, and I say brilliant because it works. Okay. It works. And, you know, I, I learned this through reading, as you probably did. I'm a voracious reader, and mm -hmm. I, like I said, I weaned myself on every single book on uh, on manifestation that I could get my hands on as a kid, so thousands of books later, I know how to do it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm. I love to read too. I have a, a library. Um, I'm probably gonna be expanding it. That's been one of my dreams to have a big old library in my home because I love books. Forget about the Kindle and all that other stuff. Give me the book. I like to hold it. <laughs> I know a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, I like to hold it in my way. hand. I, you know, I like the physical copy of the book. Um, 
So let me ask you this question. I know that you talk about the power of visualization and as you know on Power Talk, I talk about the power of words. And my mantra is that I do believe that, you know, you do have to change your way of thinking in order to improve your life, that thoughts are an important part of getting there. Um, but my whole thing is I tell people to just choose better words. Um, what is your what is your whole premise to what you do? Because there's a lot of us out here that are teachers and we are teaching um, around sort of the same kind of concept, but we may have different slants. What is what is unique to Lorraine Gordon? Well, it, it's I, I'm also a tremendous uh, proponent of uh, it's your thoughts, and and of course uh, your your thoughts became become loud as soon as you verbalize them. So. I, but my approach is a little bit different than yours. I, the first thing that I teach and the way I shift energy immediately with my clients, and you know, this happens so fast, is appreciation. We, well, first of all, I really listen to them and I get a feeling for what's going on. But then when they shift their attention to what they do have instead of what they don't have, and they realize that that's okay, they can let it go for a minute. Because you see, I believe that the reason people continuously hang on to thinking about what they don't have and worry about it is because they think that that's the way to change it. And because that's how we're taught as kids in this country and probably lots of countries. We're taught the way we change things is kind of the focus, or some of us, to focus on if you don't keep your mind on it, how are you going to make it better, right? Or if you change your, if you, if you stop looking at the problem and you start looking at what you have, Maybe there's some fear that it's a cop-out or that you're being unrealistic. And actually, nothing could be further from the truth. So the first thing we do is we work on shifting that energy field. And that can happen quite fast when we turn our attention to the beauty that's in our lives. And like you and I just said, even if it means spending some time breathing and looking deeply into a flower, that's enough to change your field. And when you, when you feel it, when you get a handle on how you go from misery to relaxed and then into happiness, you want to do it again and again, and you want to do it more. Being that you're able to, because of your background and what you've experienced in life, um, I'm sure that there are those elements help you to relate to your clients and those that um, are attracted to you and your teachings. Um, how have you changed? Because a lot of a lot of people, when they've gone through hardship in their life, I, part of their journey is getting over and healing from all of that. How were you able to um, heal from your past? Well. For me, you know, my journey was very, was, you know, long. I'm still on the journey. I don't think we, the journey ends, and I don't believe it ends after we pass from this lifetime and the next either. I think it always goes on. So I'm still, I'm always, I'm always healing in a sense. Um, but as a seeker and a young girl and, and reading all those books and traveling and sitting at the feet of masters, I also included psychotherapy. So I was in with, with therapists and doctors that, at that time, I thought I needed talk therapy. And maybe I did. I don't know. I, the people who come to me that I work with don't uh, because I think there's a faster way. However, I am not saying that doesn't have its place. I absolutely believe that it does have its place. I had no helping hand as a kid. And when I was able to turn to a professional who said to me, hey, you're okay. You are okay. That helped a lot. And as a coach, that's what I'm able to do. What do you think about the power of words? I think, it, I think it's brilliant. And I think that is another way of noticing what you're thinking or keeping your attention on the good, on the goodness within. So I think, I think it's very, very important and very valid. And like you said, there are many people, many of us teaching we're looking for the same result. We're looking for healthy, happy people that have a good relationship with themselves and others and, and, and source or the infinite or God or whatever you want to call it. We're looking for the same thing. But I think going in, in that direction is a beautiful way to do it as well. Yeah. Um, what do you hope your legacy to be? Well, 
you know, as I, I was looking back at in boxes and boxes and boxes I have of old papers from when I used to speak. And when I used to speak, I would hand out a questionnaire for everyone to say what they thought, you know, so that I could always be improving. And I have just thousands of testimonials of people saying how a light turned on within or I was able to shift something for them or they could feel or understand something in a deeper way or a better way than they ever had before. My legacy has to be that I touched people and that I helped them and that I relieved them. That that's all I care about really in terms of what I what I what I do every day and what I what I intend, want to leave behind if you want to talk about a legacy. That's the reason I do what I do. And you know, Raisha, some mornings I wake up and I have so much to do because you know I'm getting this program out as we've discussed right now and it's means a lot of time and energy and tons of puzzle pieces to put together to make it all work. And sometimes as I'm getting up and I think to myself, oh, Lorraine, why are you putting yourself through this? You don't have to do this, you know? And, and the answer always comes back because that's my purpose in life. That's why I'm here. I'm here as a teacher. I'm here to help people. What is your definition of God? Energy. Source energy, source energy. I am God, you are God. In other words, as Deepak says, I am that, you are that, this is that, that is that. That's all there is. It's energy. And it's energy that can be used for good and it can be used for evil. Because we power that energy with our own vibration. And we see what we are. We draw to ourselves what we are. And so we're very powerful beings. We tap into the same, the energy of the infinite. It's, it's all available to us when we learn how to do it. So to me, God is energy. What would you say is the most important aspect of becoming a happy and successful person? I would say... The most important component. Watching, understanding that it's your choice. So you have to become infinitely aware of where you're putting your attention. As soon as you recognize, and the sooner you recognize that you're putting your attention on something that's not happy-making, you can choose to shift yourself into something that creates, that makes you immediately feel happy. And this is not ignoring what is, but it is saying, regardless of what you're putting your attention on that may seem down and miserable and blue and unhappy and you can always say to yourself, what is the lesson in here? What am I learning here that will improve my life? And be grateful for that. And that alone can shift you into a, a better feeling. I know that um, just like me, you do have a love for dogs. And, um, you know, I think that when somebody has a love for dogs and animals and they have a soft spot for them, they... Um, they understand the connection between not just human relationships, but relationships with all living things. What can you say we can learn from yes. uh, nature and every living thing that is out there, insects, animals, anything that is a living thing besides other human beings? Well, something I learned from my dogs all the time is their enthusiasm and appreciation for life their happiness, their joy, which is just such a beautiful thing to watch. Their innocence. In other words, they face each moment as if it's brand new. You know, I can take my dogs out for the 900th time on the same walk, and they're as thrilled on that 900th time as they were on the first. And I think it's in the Bible. You know, be it a little child. Mm -hmm. it, it comes down to appreciation. I really think so. And when we're out in nature... Something, of course, that I have picked up along the way is that a tree isn't trying to be something else. It is what it is. It's accepting mm -hmm. what it is. So I think be as a child, be in appreciation, and mm -hmm. be in acceptance. Yeah. Do you, rec do you do this? I know that I have a little book of purpose, and I jot down different things in there. Um, if I have an idea, I would jot down why I want to do it and how it's going to benefit others and humanity as a whole. Um, I know a lot of people talk about keeping a gratitude book. Do you keep any of these kinds of books as yourself? I, I don't really keep the book, but I do, a, a, I do blog. And 
and I do a personal blog as well as a teaching blog. Uh, I do. I have to be honest. I, I do the teaching blog weekly on my website, and I I talk about a different subject each week, which of course keeps me very aware of of and keeps my thinking straight because I have to do the blog. I've committed to do that blog, and I want to do it because I want to give that teaching to you know anyone that that wants that help. But I practice gratitude all day long. I don't necessarily sit and write it down, but I do practice it all day long. So I remember somebody saying to me one time, are you always talking like that, Lorraine? Are you always talking like that? And I said, yeah, (laughs) I really am. I would say I'm probably in a state of prayer most of most Mm, of the day. A state of prayer. Do you meditate? I do meditate. Yes, I absolutely meditate. I'm a big believer in, in I believe, I know that that's where your connection to source is. It's in a quiet and peaceful mind. That's where you connect to source. That's where your power is. So meditation is absolutely important to quiet that busy mind because that busy mind is where that inner critic comes in. It's where the anger comes in. It's where the judgment comes in. Uh, that's when your mind kind of grabs a hold of you and it shakes you like a dog with a bone and it won't let go and you feel so nervous and stressed. But when you meditate, you're actually plugging into the infinite and you calm down and that's where universal information comes through. Uh, it, you don't have to meditate. For those people who don't like to meditate, it can be done by simply sitting in nature. Uh, uh, one of the gifts that everyone will get is an mp3 that will bring them into that state of it's a five minute meditation bring them into that state of peace and clarity and that's the only place you can get the wisdom because it doesn't come from your mind it comes from beyond it you know what it is true it is very true meditation i noticed that once i started meditating and meditating quite often that i did start to receive some incredibly creative ideas um, that would come to me. So that right. is definitely true. Mm-hmm. It plugs you in. It really does. It's like I, I, I tell my clients and my students, it's like putting gas in your car. It's not going to run really well unless you take care of it that way. Now, how long do you meditate? Well, I used to meditate when I was really strict. I used to med- when I was working with Deepak. I was like 40 minutes in the morning and 40 minutes at night because that was that was what you did. And I I don't do that anymore. I just don't. I get up. I've got dogs and they need walking. And, you know, I just can't do it. I well, that's not true. I guess I could do it. I choose not to. But uh, I probably meditate for maybe 15 minutes in the morning, and then I take I try to take even five to ten minutes a few times during the day to quiet down mm, and I call it okay. plug in. Yeah, I meditate in the morning. And then even when I... Yeah, I meditate in the morning, but as you're talking, yeah. I'm thinking, maybe I should start meditating in the evening, too. Well, yeah, it kind of does help, but even if you've got a few minutes during the day, and you, a lot of what I, I do, and I teach uh, my clients to do this as well, is, is a deep breathing exercise that I teach, which helps also to silence the, the inner voice, that yakking, you know. And when you quiet that mind down, that's a, that's a, that type of meditation, that yeah, alone. It really is. Meditation is so good. Um, I know, you know, sometimes even when I'm dri- um, driving or if I'm writing, I try to go into that meditative state because it brings out more creativity. And I'll tell you one thing. It does um, something to the, your for- frontal cortex, which is the part of your brain which helps you to think on a higher level. And so when you are faced with any kind of uh, conflict, it meditation helps you, especially if you do it on a regular basis, it helps you to resort back to that frontal cortex thinking and focus. So you're making decisions from a higher self, from your higher self um, in times of conflict. So that's one of the really, and let me tell you something, it really does work. Um, yeah, so meditation is a really good thing. And how how long have you been meditating? Oh, gosh, I think I started meditating. I remember going to meditation groups as a teenager. I started that many years ago. And I used to go to um, 
you know, uh, like I said, meditation groups where, you know, a few people to 20, 25 people, we'd all get together and somebody would bring food and we would talk about stuff and, and, and spiritual and, and metaphysical ideas and then we would have a 15-minute quiet or 20-minute quiet meditation time. So um, that was as a teenager. So I've been doing, I don't want to talk about how old I am, but that was a while ago. <laughs> just put it that way. That was a while ago. <laughs> well, my question to you is um, I, I, I've shared with the listening audience my tactic for meditating and how I go into meditation and quiet my mind. Can you share with the listening audience the way that you do it? Yes, and I, I, I think from listening to you when you did my show last week, I think we do the same. I focus on my breath. Um, I, uh, I used to use a mantra. I don't anymore. Oh, I thought you did. Maybe you told me. I thought you said you focused on your breath, didn't you? Um, you know what? I do something called, I created a technique called flatlining. And what I do is I convert my thoughts, rambling thoughts, into sound waves. And when they're flowing, uh-huh. I convert it into sound waves, and it's lime green rolling through my mind from left to right. And then I flatline the sound waves, and it turns into a flat line, just a straight line running through my mind. So I'm basically flatlining my thoughts, quieting my mind as a result, and then I go into a deep meditation. God, that sounds brilliant. I'm going to have to try that. What a great idea. I'm going to get more information from you on that later. But what I do is I (laughs) – this sounds great. I sort of was picturing it uh, as you were talking about it. But what I do is I start with a very deep breath. I follow my breath. And eventually – and I I notice the thoughts that come and go because thoughts do come and go. And I just allow them to pass through my mind and I bring myself back to my breath. And eventually – I go into that deeper state where I'm not necessarily breathing on purpose. I'm just allowing, and the mind quiets, and I'm in that blissful place of being connected. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Now, before you go, Lorraine, can you just share with us um, one more tip um, that you would like to share with the listening audience to be on their way for a successful and happy year ahead? Well... I think that no matter what we do, if we approach it with love, then everything is better, no matter what it is. If it's meeting new people and we have fear of how we appear, how we will be accepted, if we choose to love the people we're we're meeting, if we choose to send love, love comes back to us. Anything that we're doing, if we're doing it with a frantic intent, If we quiet down and intend to love either what we're doing or the result that it will bring, then the doing becomes better. So I think if we try to infuse everything with love, I couldn't really say anything that would be more important than that. Yes, I agree. And that is a perfect way to end this interview. Um, For everyone who's listening, to the listening Mm -hmm. audience, you can visit Lorraine. Um, more and learn more information about her program and other things that she has to offer on her website at LorraineGordon.com. You can visit her at, on Facebook, like her page, Your Happiness Way. And Lorraine, are there any other links that you would like to share? Well, if they want, you know, inspiration all day long, I am on Twitter. It's Twitter at Lorraine Gordon, L-O-R-A-N-E-G-O-R-D-O-N, and I, I'm out there doing a lot of tweeting, so hopefully that can help brighten someone's day. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your wisdom. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And don't forget, everyone, that website is LorraineGordon.com. You can find out more information about her and her blog, Your Happiness Way, and lots more products and services that's provided by Lorraine at that website. I just wanted to remind you guys how wonderful and precious you are and to continue believing in yourself and never give up. Don't allow the naysayers to change your mind about what you know is right. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview and I hope that it added something valuable to your life. After all, this is why I do this show, Power Talking, all day. And I hope that it's something that you were able to take from it. Um... I want to just remind you also to visit my website at reshabaker.com, like me on Facebook, 
Follow me on Twitter, really easy to find, Risha Baker. Until next time, guys, continue power talking in your daily lives. Remember to always choose positive words. And this prayer that I'd like to share with you, which came to me in a meditation, creative ideas, always streaming forth during meditation. And I think it's a really powerful prayer. It goes, God, please guide my tongue to say the right thing at the right time with the right heart and the right mind. Amen. And on that note, you guys stay well, be well. Until next time, talk to you soon. Love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Power Talk. Risha will be back next week with another Power Talk episode. For more information on Risha Baker on empowerment coaching, go to RishaBaker.com. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. This is RJ Banks from LOAAffirmations.com. And this is today's I Am Inspiration from the upcoming new book, The Power of the I Am and the Law of Attraction. Today, I Am Abundant. Now, we've all had money struggles from time to time, and we know that obsessing, focusing, and worrying about them only makes matters worse. Now, remember, focus equals fuel. Now, there's an old Chinese proverb that says, You cannot prevent the birds of sorrow from flying over your head, but you can prevent them from building a nest in your hair. In other words, yes, you can and will feel these emotions from time to time. But don't obsess over them or let them build a nest in your brain. Accept them and then release them to your higher power. So first, I want you to affirm, and you might want to write these down. I am the master of and control my own thoughts. And next, affirm I am worthy of financial abundance. A great affirmation that I've repeated countless times when starting to feel financially stressed is... I am always blessed with more than enough money for everything that I want, need, or desire. And as challenging as it may be to defy your logic, don't worry about the how. It will be presented to you, but you must keep your faith and an indestructible belief in your worthiness and the power of the I am and the law of attraction. Thanks again for listening, and we're so grateful that you're part of our LOA family. For more downloadable Law of Attraction I Am Audio Affirmations programs, please visit LOAAffirmations.com. And always keep it right here on the Law of Attraction Radio Network.
see trees of green Red roses too I see them bloom For me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world I see skies of blue And clouds of white The bright blessed day The dark sacred night And I think to myself What a wonderful world The colors of the rainbow So pretty in the sky Are also on the faces Of people going by I see friends shaking hands Saying how do you do They're really saying I love you I hear babies cry much more than I never knew and I think to myself what a wonderful world yes I think to myself what a wonderful
Phoenix from LOAAffirmations.com. And this is today's I Am Inspiration from the upcoming new book, The Power of the I Am and the Law of Attraction. Today, I am happy. Everyone wants to be happy, yet many people find it challenging to even define it. Your personal definition of happiness, which is embedded in your subconscious, actually plays a key role in your life and your approach or attitude towards how you live. Happiness is our natural state of being and is something that we truly already are and always will be. Yet so many people spend their lives searching for it and their hard-earned money trying to buy it. Anything anyone desires, materialistic or situational, is because they think it'll buy them happiness. Yet true happiness is not an external thing that you can get, buy, earn, find or achieve. It's an essence of being. It's how God created us. And we have the choice to live in it unconditionally in all its glory or make it circumstantial. I will be happy when, and fill in the blank, is an all-too-common yet self-limiting belief that many choose to live by. And although fulfilling, this type of happiness is very short-lived and can often turn into an obsession or even an addiction. On a cloudy day, we commonly yet erroneously say the sun is not shining. But the sun is in fact shining and always is shining. We just don't see it from where we're at. If you're not living in happiness, you have the option to stay where you are or move out from under the cloud and be happy. When you choose happiness, you attract happiness and create more happiness for yourself and for those around you. Thanks again for listening and we're so grateful that you're part of our LOA family. For more downloadable Law of Attraction I Am Audio Affirmations programs, please visit LOAAffirmations.com. And always keep it right here on the Law of Attraction Radio Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.